0: The sound of whales calling to each other is remarkable and eerie and you would think nigh and impossible to recreate on instruments. But Pulitzer Prize and Grammy Award winning composer George Crumb uses amplified flute, cello and piano to take us underwater in his work Voice of the Whale. It requires several special techniques when it comes to playing the flute including singing into the instrument while playing it at the same time. S.O. flautist Bridget Douglas has stepped up to take the challenge on for a videoed online concert that's part of the revamped Aotearoa New Zealand Arts Festival program. It's actually a work she knows well.
1: George Crumb um, always challenges the performer in all of his works, particularly with his use of extended contemporary techniques. So rather than having us play our instruments in a traditional way, he gets us to incorporate these sort of extra musical elements. And makes them sort of an integral part of his music. So in this particular piece, which you'll notice for those that listen in, right at the very beginning, the flute player is asked to sing and play through the instrument at the same time, and it creates an incredibly sort of eerie and wild sound. It's supposed to, you know, as you can tell from from the title, "The Voice of the Whale." I'm actually the voice of the whale. This recording, uh, this particular piece, you know, that we're playing in the festival, uh, was inspired by Crumb hearing a recording of the humpback whale. i think thinking about 1969. So back then, this was these sort of um, marine biologists, you know, getting these incredible recordings of of humpback whales singing to each other under the ocean was quite a new phenomenon, and it really captured, you know, the imagination of of everyone, I think, and. George Crum saw this as an opportunity to, to write a piece that was inspired by these incredible sounds. It's quite a challenge. It's not just normal singing, you know, there's sort of screaming, and um, uh, there's also sort of, all sorts of shimmering effects as well, um, sort of tremolo things with harmonics and flutter-tonguing, which is where you sort of roll your R's like, you know, while you're singing and playing. So there's a lot of information on the score to digest at once. Yeah. I heard that that roll, that tongue rolling sound, and I thought, how the hell
0: do you manage
1: to do that? Some people can roll their R's very easily, you know, like I can. You know, it's just a for me. Whereas other people, you know, struggle to roll, you know, roll their R's. But you can do it in an alternate way. You can do a guttural roll at the back of the throat, which is more like a sort of a, a kind of a gargle, that sort of sound, and it has a very pretty much the, the identical you know the same effect. So flutter tongue can be achieved in two ways. And obviously what's important as a flute player is to use our ear, our breath. And everything is backed up with a huge amount of air. And, and you need to sort of push that through the, the flute at um great speed and, and at great volume in order to, to achieve a lot of these a lot of these techniques. And, and so the, the works are actually incredibly physically demanding for, for all of the instrumentalists. It's not just the flute player. One of the other techniques that Crumb gets us to, to use, this is for both myself and the cellist, uh, is to whistle. It's incredibly challenging. So this is, you know, basically down the instruments. This is just pure whistling. And we are whistling to each other like echoes of whales under the sea. And I think that those whistles are based on those recordings that he heard.
0: I imagine though this is part of the great joy of doing what you do, which is even though you've played the flute now for um, for so many years, classical works, contemporary works, that you're still learning new things, you know, being pushed in, in different ways.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and I, I love that about music. I love that about the flute. I love how it challenges me. And yeah, as you say, I've been playing a long time and... I love doing new things. I think if I just played the same old stuff, the same old way all the time, I think i quickly sort of lose interest. Um, That's why I'm I'm particularly interested in new music and, you know, the music of of right now, working, collaborating with composers. There are new, new sounds, new ways of doing things being developed all the time. The interesting thing about this George Crumb work, it was actually written 50 years ago, 1971, and yet it still sounds incredibly... Contemporary. I mean, it's still very much music of now. It, it, it really says a lot about how special he was as a composer, that it hasn't aged at all.
0: Is it possible to yeah. do the technical hard work and still lose yourself in the music? Yes, and he
1: enables that. There's pages of directions to read before you even get to, you know, page one of the actual musical score. And those directions include that the performers wear a half mask. I'm not talking a COVID-style mask, because that would be very difficult to play the flute with. Um, I'm talking a, a half mask of the of the eyes, the upper face. And that is to symbolize the power of nature over, over us as humans. Um, nature dehumanized. He wanted to get rid of that sort of the personality and character of individual performers on the stage. And that as a performer actually makes it easier for you to completely immerse yourself in his sound world the other direction that he's uh, given is to dim the lights as much as possible and to use a blue lighting on this on the performance and on the stage so you actually create the effect of being under the sea you know the home of the whale so it's a very all immersive experience for the audience but also for the performer which actually makes it It does make it so much easier to really get inside the music and and try and realise what it was that he was trying to achieve with this music.
0: I wonder too, you mentioned he's quite specific in terms of staging. When you're working on a piece like this, Bridget, do you like to listen to other performances of this production or or does there lie madness for you if you go down this route and and that odious comparison thing I mean do do you like to just read the score and create something yourselves and
1: not worry too much about how how others are interpreted the music I do both I think particularly um, because of where we live being relatively isolated from the rest of the world musically I find it really important to to tune in and, and hear what recent performances or or older performances of this work sound like and even just from a practical point of view how do they manage the staging how do they manage the technical elements you know the directions you know it's quite it's quite helpful to see how other people manage these very specific things that he's asked for and I do use that to sort of help inspire and, and inform my own decisions my own decision making around how I am going to play it um, you hear things you like. You hear things you don't like. You incorporate incorporate that into your own vision of the work. It's a work that I played for the first time when I was studying in New York twenty five years ago, and then I played it subsequently on other occasions since then. So it's a work that I've lived with for a long time. And when you come back to a, a much loved work, you know a work that's really special to you, it does grow and evolve each time when your understanding of it becomes deeper. And so I think that as well, in a way, just in, in playing with different performers each time. So each of the times I've performed this work has been with a completely new trio. So that also you you feed off each other. You know, each performer brings something special and unique to the work.
0: I was thinking too, our relationship with Wales here in Aotearoa New Zealand. You know, and it's a it's a troubled relationship we've had. You know, almost killed them off, and then the last yeah. decades have been Protecting them, even as a as a tourism attraction, you know, with the whales, we we do have a strong connection being an island nation.
1: Absolutely, and I think with this work being fifty one years old and yet still being so completely relevant today, that those issues that they'd really only sort of maybe more recently discovered back in the sixties and seventies about how badly the whale population, um, you know, the, the carnage that humans had wrecked on the on the oceans. You know we're keenly aware of that today, and still feeling the repercussions of that today very, very much. Um, and you know our ecosystem is still incredibly fragile, and this is something that George Crumb, I think, his connection with nature and and humans' impact on the environment, his sense of that, was so. You know, absolutely on. You know, um, and, and through it, and it's not just represented in, in this work. It's I think all of his works have a real connection with, you know, nature and 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 human impact and the consequences um, of us. So, but yes, you're right. There is definitely a very special connection as a New Zealander. You know, having you know been whale watching on the Kaikoura coast and, and and even just around where I live. You know, in Wellington on the South Coast. You know walking along the bays and seeing the whales and the dolphins when you're lucky, you know, coming in. Um, it's, it is something that is very special to to our place.
0: This is an online concert, so it's been recorded. And I'm just thinking you're describing so beautifully the staging, this very specific staging of it with the lighting and the masks. And that will be seen by people on their, their laptops or their TVs or their or their other computers. But it is very going to be very different, isn't it, that it would have been mm-hmm. in a live performance in usual times. I mean, do you think it will be as, as powerful on the small or
1: larger screen at home? I think it's still incredibly effective. I mean, the festival has, you know, really gone all out in terms of the production quality and the recording quality. I was actually watching it online last night with my husband who hadn't, who's not a musician and didn't really know the work. Obviously over the last few years he's been subjected to many online performances of, of myself and other New Zealand musicians. And uh he, he doesn't usually, he doesn't always stay as engaged um, all the way through. But he said, Oh my goodness, this piece is incredible. You know, this this is a really and gosh, it looks amazing and, and the quality of this of the, you know, the sound is amazing. So I think, of course, a live performance is always. It's always best and, and it always is much more visceral, isn't it? You, you, you're right, you're immersed in it physically. But I think this is a very, very, very good online production. And I think the audiences will still get that sense of this being a work um, and a programme of works that is that has been very sort of um, carefully chosen because they're unique and special and, and different.
0: For the rest of 2022, things are so uncertain, of course, but what do you have
1: planned? Uh, Look, the orchestra has also, you know, like the festival had to pivot. So we're switching to a lot of online events, um, lots of recordings. We've been doing open rehearsals, lots of things with just 100 people. So we still get to play together and perform, but it's just, um, you know, everything's sort of delayed until after the Somicron wave. But I mean, I've have I have other things that I do. I mean, the the, the um, Music Festival is going ahead in April, which I'm really excited about. It's um, uh, part of the Michael Hill stable of, of things you know like the the violin competition and stuff so that's for a week of really great chamber music making down in Queenstown.
0: Flautist Bridget Douglas you can experience Voice of the Whale online details are on our web page or we'll just head to the Aotearoa New Zealand Arts Festival site uh, a text from Anne saying coming from Wales and having a strong interest in music I'm disappointed to find it was the music of Wales I've been waiting with great excitement for thank you Anne.